This is the Mark Butler Show, episode 19. And if you're new to the show, then I'll let you know that this is a show that is promised to come out every Thursday and is published every day promptly, Saturday night by midnight. So glad you're here. And a couple of stories I want to share with you this week about my new software product that is kind of a companion to the video course that I sell. If you've ever read any books about the lean startup process or how to launch a product while minimizing the possibility that it fails, one of the first things you hear about or read about will be that before you ever spend the time building a product, you need to go out and find out whether it solves a problem that people actually have, whether it resolves pain that people are actually feeling. Now, in the case of Big Ledger, which is my software product, I, I followed kind of another old software maxim, which is, called, which is, you know, they say you should scratch your own itch. Now, scratch your own itch, sometimes people interpret that to mean scratching your own itch means I have an itch to build this product and I'm excited to build it, so I think I'm going to build it. That is not scratching your own itch. Scratching your own itch is defined as building a piece of software that solves a problem that you personally face that you can't find a good solution for and that when you build it you will definitely be better off even if no one else ever even if no one else ever buys it you are much better off for having it and that's the case with big ledger big ledger saves me a ton of time every week saves me a ton of time every year and actually add value adds value to my clients without them even knowing it it makes me better at my job so even if I never sell Big Ledger to anyone, I'm much better off for having built it. So I'm scratching my own itch here, but, but I want to go beyond that, and I want to actually sell it to other business owners. Now, last week, I think I talked about the power of staying in one market for a long, long time, and I've been a bookkeeper for almost four years now. The longer I stay in this, in this field and the longer I work with a specific type of client, the better I understand their problems. Well, when I built this product, I was thinking about People who use the same software that I use, which is YNAB, you need a budget, and use it in a similar way to the way that I use it. In other words, they use YNAB for small business. They have a small business budget, and they want to track all their small business income and expenses in that budget. So when I think about selling Big Ledger out in the marketplace, my first thought was, I bet that small business owners who use YNAB will love Big Ledger because it will allow them to get their PayPal data, their Stripe data, and other types of data that's not necessarily easy to get into YNAB, into YNAB accurately and easily. So I set a goal to talk to a few small business owners that I happen to know who use YNAB to see if they are excited about Big Ledger. Now, the thing that you might normally do in this situation is to be very solution-focused, to go to these small business owners and say, hey, I've got this solution, and I'm really excited to show it to you. Well, if you come in solution first, you're making a big mistake because what you really need to find out is, is if they feel the problem and the pain that your solution solves. So I reached out to a colleague, a friend, a, an online peer who I've followed for a while, and we've interacted a few times. He sells online courses. He is also a freelancer, and I happen to know that he uses YNAB for his small business. So I thought, He's perfect. I'll reach out to Kai. His name's Kai Davis. You should check out his stuff at kaidavis.com. I reached out to Kai and I said, hey, Kai, I know you use YNAB. I'm wondering if you use PayPal and Stripe because I have this thing that I want to show you, but, but would you mind getting on the phone with me for about 10 minutes so I can see if you even have the problem that I'm trying to solve here? Very generously, he said, sure, I'd love to do that. We got onto a Zoom call and I said, so Kai, you use YNAB? Yeah. You have a dedicated business budget for your, for your, uh, for your business? Yep, I do. 
you use Stripe and PayPal? Yep, I use Stripe and PayPal. Although he said, but I, I don't use PayPal very much, but I, I use Stripe and Gumroad and some of these other things. And I said, okay, cool. Have you ever felt pain around being able to get the details of your Stripe payments and your PayPal payments and your Gumroad payments into YNAB so that they're accurate with all their fees and refunds and how that affects your your budget and being able to track your different revenue streams inside YNAB? And the reason you would, you'd really be best served to do this on a video call or in person rather than over email is because when I asked Kai those questions, I could see his face and I could see his body language and his reaction. And he just looked at me and he was polite and enthusiastic and he's just a cool guy. And he said, uh, no, not really. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I, and I meant it. I said, so tell me about that. And he said, you know, if I ever want to look up my revenue information, I just go straight into my shopping cart. I go into Samcart or Gumroad or, um, or Stripe. Or I can go look there if I want to see a summary of my revenue. So he said, getting it into YNAB, I don't really care. I, I use YNAB to manage my cash flow. I don't really use it to track my individual income streams because I have my shopping cart reports for that. I was like, okay, cool. I said can I dig a little bit deeper with you? And he's, he's so generous with his time. He said, sure. I said, do you make very many payments through PayPal? And he said, no. He said, I really don't like PayPal. A few years ago, I launched a course. They held onto a bunch of my money for about six months, which is, by the way, very common occurrence for people who have their first big launch, big successful thing in PayPal. PayPal freaks out, freezes their money for six months. Very annoying. So Kai said, ever since then, I avoid PayPal like the plague. I don't pay people through PayPal if I can possibly help it, and I don't take payments through PayPal if I can possibly help it. Oh, okay. So now I'm getting a picture of the reality that I thought that anyone who used the same platform as me, you need a budget, would be excited to use it in the same way that I use it and therefore be excited about this supplemental tool that I've built to go alongside of it. But it turns out Kai uses... Why not very differently from the way I use it? And he's using it perfectly well. And he's very happy with what it's doing for him. And so he is not, when I showed him Big Ledger, I actually showed it to him. He was just like, oh, this is so cool. It's so, it's so intriguing. It's so exciting. And if you're new to the sort of product validation game, you might be mistaken when somebody says like that and say, oh, they think it's cool. They're going to pay for it. Well, Kai does think it's cool, but he's not going to pay for it because it doesn't solve pain in his business or in his life. It's just something that he thinks is cool. He appreciates an interesting idea, and that's all it is to him, an interesting idea. So I gave Kai a free account. We hooked up his PayPal and Stripe accounts to it. I'll be surprised if he ever uses it, but that's okay because I gained so much from that little mini quote-unquote rejection, which just helped me understand that the person that I thought would be excited about this probably isn't. Now I can talk to 10 or 20 more small business owners who run businesses online, combination of products and consulting, and I can see if they feel the pain that I feel when it comes to getting this data into YNAB. I'm sure that some of them will say yes, but I'm curious to see whether it's a majority or if a majority of them say, you know, yeah, I've noticed that it's really hard to get your PayPal balance to work right in YNAB, but you know, to be honest, I don't really care. It just doesn't really bother me that much. And I think that's a probable scenario. So that's already a big win. The fact that I thought that a certain type of person would feel the pain that I feel, and I found out that he doesn't. That's such a valuable piece of insight. I'm so excited to have it. Let me tell you another story. 
This week I had a call with a fellow bookkeeper who she's taken over the work for a couple of my clients, meaning my clients hired her instead of me, and she's really cool, solid, good at her job. A lot of experience in accounting and bookkeeping. And as we were talking, we were commiserating about the shared pain that we feel around getting uh, transaction histories out of PayPal, out of Authorize.net, out of Stripe, and correctly categorized in our financial software. Now, she doesn't use YNAB yet. We're going to work on that. She wants to learn it. She's going to help me learn some things about other accounting platforms. But the shared pain was it's hard to get information out of those data sources, PayPal, Gumroad, Stripe, and into whatever financial platform we happen to be using. So when we were talking about this and discussing our shared pain, I said, you know what, Marsha? I actually have built this piece of software that gets the information out of PayPal in a balanced ledger and imports cleanly into zero. And she paused and then she said, huh, how much is that going to cost me? And I was like, bingo. See, if you've ever been in sales, you know that when someone asks about the price, they're about 80% of the way to a purchase, right? It's not an objection. People who don't have sales experience, when they hear somebody say, well, how much is it going to cost? It might be an objection, but they're sort of self-selecting. Like, well, if it's too much, I'm just out. I just can't. But if somebody's saying, how much does it cost? What they're saying is, I want it. So it wasn't a formal kind of problem validation interview that I was doing with Marsha. It was just a conversation where we were discussing shared pain. And when I talked about the solution I've come up to, um, I've come up with for our shared pain, her very first reaction was, huh, how much is that going to cost me? And it was like, okay, I've got to dig deeper to find out whether more bookkeepers, which makes perfect sense when you think about it, but I was so focused on the small business owner that I, I hadn't ever really stopped to consider, wait a minute, I wonder if, if it's actually bookkeepers who are the market here who are feeling this pain. But my next thought is I've got to find a few more bookkeepers and talk to them about Big Ledger and see if they're feeling the pain that I'm describing and then see if they're excited about the particular solution that I've built. I have a sense that they will be because in my own digging as a bookkeeper, Big Ledger solves a problem that I have not yet found a great solution for. So I don't think it's a big stretch to think other bookkeepers are going to be excited about it, but that's my next step. Go talk to them, see if they feel the pain that I'm feeling, and see how they're currently solving the problem. If they are currently solving the problem in a way that leaves them satisfied, they're probably not going to be excited about what I'm doing. But if they say things like, yeah, you know, and then it's this whole ordeal, I've got to do this, and then I've got to do that, and then sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, and it's just the whole thing's a hassle. If I can hear that from 5, 10, 15 other bookkeepers, then the only question is, how do I access enough bookkeepers to get a user base for this piece of software so that it can build its own momentum? So those are the stories I wanted to share with you this week. I had a very specific type of prospect in mind for my software. I got, a, I got a strong hint that I had the wrong person in mind. I will keep digging on that. One person is not enough. But I got a strong hint that that's not the right person. I talked to a different kind of person, and I got a strong hint that that type of person is actually a much better fit for the product that I'm trying to sell. I don't know how you would do this outside of conversations. So I'm suddenly excited to try to go have 10, 15, 20 conversations with two groups. 
One is the group that is a small business owner who happens to use YNAB. And the other group is the bookkeeper whose clients use PayPal, Stripe, Gumroad, and these other funky data sources, shopping carts, et cetera, and have these conversations to see who is feeling the pain that Big Ledger solves, who's feeling it more, and then start to focus my message and my feature development for the tool on that person. I hope you have a great week. I hope you're having some breakthroughs in your business and you're enjoying it. I hope you're enjoying how you spend your days in your business. And I look forward to talking to you next Thursday. And by Thursday, of course, I mean Saturday. Have a great one.